and welcome to Know Your True Self, a show dedicated to raising the consciousness of humanity. I'm James. Hey, I'm Samantha. And here we are in a podcast saying pretty much whatever we feel like talking about. And you start thinking about the freedom of speech and what a gift it is, the ability in the United States and many other countries just to say and express pretty much anything that we feel without retribution. I mean, free speech, you think of the verbal word, but it extends to the written word, literature, everything that we publish, the magazines that you read. Some of them might seem very shocking. Other ones seem very conservative. The expression within the arts is manifested in so many different ways. Sometimes that's theater, social commentary on the world. Other times that's painting, the music that you listen to. There's so much expression that exists within the arts and so many ways beyond just a few I just talked about. Then politics, the ability to stand against what we don't believe in or stand for the things we do believe in and protest and to organize and stand up for injustices. And to have that is such a gift to be able to get together and express a point of view without fear of retaliation, being put in jail. I mean, we see what happens in other societies where you speak up against the government and there's state-controlled news and you get thrown in jail just by expressing an opinion that's your own. Then there's social media, and social media has given us a platform where we're all able to express ourselves in so many different ways through all of these different channels, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and each of those channels allows us to broadcast ourselves in a different way. And the playground of expression just continues to grow and the ways that we can express ourselves is almost limitless. When you mention social media, it's funny because people get so annoyed when one of their posts gets taken down. Maybe they're like a little too scantily clad and a post gets taken down and they're outraged that a single post would get taken down. But we have so many freedoms. Sometimes we just take them all for granted. The fact that we can post almost whatever we want, can say whatever we want, can go to a protest, can do all these things. It's just ingrained within American society, and it's because we value things like freedom, individuality, individual expression. A lot of times what's sacrificed in that process is the collective thought. It seems like sometimes there is no common ground because there's so much division within that free speech. There's two sides to everything, and all the time those two sides seem increasingly polarized, increasingly extreme. So you know, we have all these freedoms and we wouldn't have it any other way. But at the same time, you do sacrifice that collective voice. Where is the collective voice and the collective good inside of all of these different individual expressions? And there's definitely limitations to free speech, even within our own constitution. But they're rarely enforced or they're only enforced under certain conditions. Freedom of speech is limited to time place and manner and those restrictions are really for like large-scale demonstrations because you don't want to create civil unrest and have a large-scale demonstration happen and it become unruly yet you've seen how demonstrations can last to weeks and months all hours of the night still the freedom of speech is so powerful that police don't even intervene that freedom of expression, the expression is taken to such an extreme that it's not just about standing up for a point of view. It becomes dangerous 
recklessness and leads to riots. And that's what's so sometimes scary about the freedom of speech is we have to be responsible with it and not let it get out of control because no one wants to take that right away from us. There's a danger in that, but there's this great responsibility of how we use that speech and how we use it constructively. I'm sure a lot of people tuned into the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp case, and that was a good example of defamation. Each side was arguing that the other had defamed the other. And at the end of it, I think Johnny Depp got awarded more money. But all that to say, legally, you can't slander someone's name in a very public forum and lie under oath. But we do see small acts of defamation all the time on social media. You'll see people running their mouth about someone they don't like or posting on someone's page with angry comments. So there's a lot of small ways that we see this come to life that never really get held accountable for. And defamation, yeah, for Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, that might have to do with their careers and making millions of dollars in movie projects. But what happens to the child that's being defamed by cyberbullying? That can lead to suicide. Defamation happens all the time. Late night talk show hosts defame people all the time. They do it under the guise of jest, but that jest is painful, it's hurtful. To the person on the receiving end, it's got to be absolutely horrible. And that defamation happens all the time on any given social media post where someone doesn't agree with someone, defaming them by calling them stupid, idiot, ridiculous. So much hate is spread through those channels because they're almost unguarded. Free speech can be taken into such extremes and just run rampant with slander. A lot of things people say online, they would never say to someone's face. So I feel like if you're questioning if you should post something online, just ask yourself, would I literally say this to this person if they're right in front of me? Some of the other limitations of free speech are true threats or fighting words, something that's inciting violence. And you you think about a true threat, well, I'm going to kill this person. And if you have documented you're going to kill someone, that's a true threat. You can get arrested for that, whether it's the president or your neighbor down the street. Those true threats, those fighting words are being spread all of the time. I mean, what isn't a true threat? Just because you're not saying you're going to kill someone, you can be essentially slandering someone, bringing them completely down, threatening to humiliate them, threatening to make their life miserable. That is a true threat. Another big one that is fraud. So you're not legally allowed to make false representations. But to what end? I mean, when you talk about social media, almost everyone's making some kind of false representation, whether it's editing yourself into a background that you weren't actually at or changing your name online because you want to have a different persona. We've been watching a lot of documentaries lately about fraud From the Tinder Swindler to Theranos, there's so many true crime documentaries lately coming out about fraud, and a lot of it's linked up with mental illness and just being a straight-up sociopath. But for your average person, they're still doing some degree of fraud in daily life. So the reality is we have such a gift of free speech. There are some limitations legally to free speech, and we have to be very, very careful because... There's so many gray areas, and free speech isn't going to be taken away from us. It's something that we have to almost self-police, look at ourselves, and be very careful about how we use our speech, because by you cutting someone down on social media, you're not going to get reprimanded for it most of the time. So 
all of these inflammatory actions that people take, you know, you really have to make sure that we're not rewarding things that are offensive. And it takes a lot of restraint to do that. When you have unfiltered expression, to have the self-control to hold back and not put negative energy into the collective consciousness, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of responsibility, but it's something we all have to do if we want to start bringing more unity into this world. I know personally, I even struggle with writing a bad Yelp review. (laughs) Let's say I go somewhere and I get really bad service or I pay for something and I didn't get what I paid for. Like there have been a handful of times where I've been in that situation and I've been really tempted to write a bad review, but at the same token, I'm like, I don't want to put that energy into the world. I actually wrote one bad review in my life and then ended up deleting it because I just didn't like the negativity that it was putting on the page. So Be cautious. I mean, that's not to say that you shouldn't speak up for yourself, right? I think in those instances where you're feeling like someone wronged you, it's probably better to just confront that person directly and say like, hey, you know, I was expecting this level of service. I didn't get it. You know, I want to just be heard and compensated for if that's what you're looking for. Like that can be a healthier and more productive way to exercise your free speech by actually talking to someone personally one-to-one if you're feeling that way. Of course, most of the time when we're talking about these instances of free speech, we don't even know the person we're mouthing off to online. So in that case, does it even need to be said? Is it constructive or is it destructive? We have the ability to build people up or to destroy them with our words, to actually destroy people through that destructive energy. So there is such a power in what we say. Words truly do matter. And you know, you bring up that story about a Yelp review or a restaurant review or anything. Don't be so quick to judge. We don't know what's happening in the world of other people, the lives of other people. And we all have different life experiences. We all have different challenges we're facing during that day. You're not going to agree with a lot of things that happen to you. You're not going to agree with a lot of the opinions that other people have. Another thing you can do is just observe. So if someone is trying to incite you, rile you in some way, saying something that's inflammatory, you can just hear them out and not even respond. And that could be virtually, that could be in person, but there's nothing saying you need to respond. And you can even just say like, I'd like to think about this and get back to you because right now this is a lot. So I'm just going to think about this. And if you sit on it for a day or so, likely you're not going to feel so riled up about it as you would in that moment. So taking a breath, taking a pause, taking a little bit of time before you respond to someone can be super helpful. And just observe culture. Just take a step back and observe how people are using the freedom of expression. What type of conversations are going on? Are the conversations cutting people down or are they lifting people up? And that's extremely important to where you direct your consciousness is making sure that you're focusing on areas that are constructive in nature. Next time you're on social media and there's a post and there's an impulse to respond to it because you don't agree with it and you think it's BS, take a step back. Look at the comments in there. Are they helping or hurting? And I think you really have to start self-policing yourself again. Self-regulation is so powerful when it comes to the freedoms that we have. Freedoms come with responsibility. Self-regulation, finding balance, finding inner peace comes from making sure that you're not reacting 
to the lowest level of consciousness that's present out there. The more we direct our consciousness to those things, the more it brings us down, the more it brings down the consciousness of humanity. Always make sure that you have an open ear, an open mind, and an open heart because you really have to be empathetic to other people. If you don't agree with them, you don't agree with the post, you don't believe with the point of view, you're not going to change it by being inflammatory towards them. You can't make someone angry and influence them at the same time. The best thing that you can do is just say, I feel for them. I really, really feel for them. I can't imagine what in life got them to this moment where they feel the way they do or they want to express something like this. I hope they find peace in their life. I wish them the best. I truly wish them the best. And direct your attention then to something that's going to bring you joy in life, that's going to make you feel elated rather than going down into the depths of darkness. The last thing is start removing negative words from your vocabulary. We use them a lot and don't even realize it. We talk about the things that we hate, the people that are stupid, the dumb idiots, the losers. They don't even deserve to live. And that language sometimes comes out verbally but how much it's expressed digitally is incredible. I can't get over how much negative talk exists online. We have to be really careful about how much energy and attention we give to online forums, to posts, to chat channels, because they're breeding grounds for negativity. They're breeding grounds for destructive thought frequencies. And they're going to continue to proliferate because people feed on that. Our unconscious mind is always going to want to focus on what's negative. It takes a lot of courage to rise above that and use our words wisely because every word matters. Thank you so much for joining in. Always remember you have a choice. Take an active role in your own evolution. Know your true self.